Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey, 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 happy day. <laughs> yeah, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and uh, today I'm coming to you live from the Ananda Village in Northern California, near Nevada City, near Sacramento. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous retreat center founded by followers of Parmanatsa Yogananda. And I am so happy to be here. What a blessing. And I'm happy to transcend time and space to be with you and to share about this beautiful teaching of A Course in Miracles. So let's join together and bless ourselves and bless the world right now so we take this breath of love and gratitude Breathing deeply, we open our heart, we open our mind, and we say yes to the unlimited, yes to the unprecedented. So grateful to open ourselves to share the living, loving heart of God. So grateful and so thankful to open ourselves to expand our awareness of the truth that sets us free. We're grateful and thankful to claim our holiness. Yes. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, and we remember that our true identity is perfect love. We declare that we are the perfect givers and receivers of love. This is our true nature, And we're willing to reveal it. We're willing to share it. We're willing to be it in every activity of our life. So grateful to declare that our relationships are holy ground. So grateful to say yes to the love that we are. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully allow it to be. We allow the truth to be our living legacy. (laughs) And so it is. Amen. 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 Hmm. So good. So uh, I got inspired to uh, dip into the teacher's manual. We've been doing some of that here at Ananda Village because I've been leading a an intensive retreat for people who are interested in being trained and certified as spiritual counselors. So this is a new program that I'm offering. I'm probably going to be offering one, uh, an intensive in the UK uh, this summer and hopefully this fall on the East Coast of the United States. And I am preparing to go to the UK in just a couple of weeks. I'll be there uh, for the spring. I'll be in Germany in May and uh, on the East Coast in July and then back to the UK, then to Greece in the fall. So a little bit of travel this year. And training these spiritual counselors has been just extraordinary. God is so, so clear and good, and we've had such a deep and good cleansing, healing, expansive time, and we've been looking at the teacher's manual. So let's dive into that. It's one of my favorite parts of the Course in Miracles teaching, one of my very favorite parts. In fact, I remember having this conversation with David Hoffmeister a couple years ago that when people ask me where who are new to A Course in Miracles and they say, hey, Jennifer, where do you recommend that I begin? I've got these three books. There's other book. You know, what? where should I begin to study A Course in Miracles? I suggest that they start with the Manual for Teachers because it's more concise And it's more direct. And so I encourage people to start there. 
And I just love the manual for teachers. So I'm going to go to the introduction and start about, start with uh, God's teachers. Actually, I'm going to start with chapter one in the manual for teachers, which is who are God's teachers? And I think this is so, such a beautiful teaching for us to really understand. A teacher of God is anyone who chooses to be one. Yes. So you know what that tells me? That we're already anointed. We've already been chosen. The question is now, will we choose to wear that awareness? Will we choose to step into that commitment to live as a teacher of God? A teacher of God is anyone who chooses to be one. His qualifications consist solely in this. Somehow, somewhere, he has made a deliberate choice in which he did not see his interests as apart from someone else's. So what I hear in that is somehow, somewhere, you made a deliberate choice in which you saw yourself as one with someone else. You didn't see yourself separate from them. You saw yourself united with them. And what I really hear in that is one time, just one moment of that, one moment of joining, one moment of clear awareness is all that is needed for someone to step into that teacher of God role. Once he has done that, his road is established and his direction is sure. A light has entered the darkness. It may be a single light, but that is enough. He has entered in agreement with God, even if he does not yet believe in God. He has become a bringer of salvation. He has become a teacher of God. Isn't that beautiful? So you don't have to jump through hoops. You're already anointed because it's your true nature. You're already the perfect love of God. I'm going to take a sip of my tea here. They come from all over the world, it says. They come from all religions and from no religion. They are the ones who have answered. The call is universal. It goes on all the time everywhere. It calls for teachers to speak for it and redeem the world. Many hear it, but few will answer. Yet it is all a matter of time. Everyone will answer in the end, but the end can be a long, long way off. So everyone's going to become a teacher of God. Everyone's going to answer that call. We've all been given that call, every single one of us. I remember when, uh, at some point when uh, I heard Reverend Michael Beckwith at Agape, which is where my training was from, uh, anointing a minister or some some ceremony like that. He's talked about all are called, but few choose to answer. And I, I, I'll even say that uh, I certainly believe that all are called. And I think that more and more people are choosing to answer. And what's what's important is we are choosing to answer. So we're all teaching all of the time. That's that's what we do. We're teachers because no matter whether or not we accept that role as teacher, which oftentimes we don't want to, <laughs> for the, for the rare, very reason I'm about to say is we're always, always, always teaching the efficacy of our choices. So no matter what we're choosing, we're always teaching. We're always teaching what we value. So when we're choosing to be loving and kind and generous and patient, then we're teaching that we value those qualities. And when we are impatient, unloving, and unkind, when we're rude and sarcastic, and withholding and judgmental, 
we're teaching the efficacy of those choices because when we choose those blocks to love and we energize that, then we suffer and everyone sees, oh, they choose lack and attack. They experience pain and suffering. They experience limitation and separation. Aha. And then we look at the people who choose love and kindness and generosity and patience and we see that they enjoy peace and harmony and freedom and clarity. And an interesting thing is many people appear to choose love and patience and kindness, but when they choose those things, they're actually giving to get. So they're not choosing from the heart, they're choosing from the ego. So even then, even when the appearance is tricky, the heart knows, the ego knows, there's no hiding. It's not possible to hide. So no matter what we're doing, we're always teaching the efficacy of our choices. It says here, the call is universal. It goes on all the time, everywhere. It calls for teachers to speak for it and redeem the world. Many hear it, but few will answer. Yet it is all a matter of time. Everyone will answer in the end, but the end can be a long, long way off. It is because of this that the plan of the teachers was established. So there's a plan for us. Well, isn't that nice to know? And I have to say that since I decided to start sharing what I was learning, I recognized, oh, this actually is putting me in the role of teacher. My, in, my joy in joining with others through the act of sharing and coming together to celebrate these teachings, to celebrate our divinity has put me in the role of teacher. So I really think of teacher as one who shares, one who actively shares. And so without attachment, without attachment, so without giving to get. Take another sip of my tea here. I've been talking a lot for the last few days doing this spiritual counseling training and certification. It's been wonderful. So wonderful to see people <coughs> moving into, oh, they're, they're genius. Yep. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to take a moment here and say that pretty much everyone who enrolled in my spiritual counseling training and certification came in feeling that they didn't feel at all secure. They felt very insecure in their abilities and their talents and even feeling like, who are they to think that they could do this, that they could offer spiritual counseling to another spiritual student, who are they, and feeling unworthy in some way and insecure. And I remember feeling that way too. The thing is, all are called, maybe not to spiritual counseling, but all, all are called to share. All are called to share divine wisdom, and we all have the same measure of divine wisdom. It's a question of whether or not we access it or do we go into the ego and are we sharing from hubris, from ego, thinking that, because very often, of course, whenever someone shares from ego, from hubris, they actually feel unworthy. They actually feel that they don't know. And so they're putting on a show pretending that they know when they don't know. They're putting on a show, pretending that they're better than others, superior to others, because they actually feel insecure, inferior, unworthy. And everybody knows it, too, that people who are arrogant actually feel insecure. It's interesting. We're always teaching. We can't hide. So <laughs> when we we're when we're arrogant and rude and all of that, we can't hide. 
cannot hide. It's not possible. So it says here back in the, oh, just another word about the people who've come for the training. So as the, the teachings are unfolding and they're practicing and doing this work, they're realizing that the spirit within them knows and they're accessing that genius, that inner genius, the knower who knows within, the inner guru. And it's quite wonderful. And that's, of course, what I do. And we all have access to that inner guru because that inner guru is the Holy Spirit. It is the I am presence. All are worthy. All are worthy. Yes. And it's also so, such a reminder that when someone says, I am willing to join with others and be the two or more who are gathered, that so much healing can reveal itself, much more than we can even imagine or hope for. And as my friend and teacher, uh, my mentor, Venerable Dahani who said recently, if you're building a fire, which I was building a fire <laughs> in the fireplace um, just the other day here at the Ananda Center, and you only have one log on your fire, you're going to have a very small fire. You're not going to have much of a fire with one log. But as soon as you add that second log, then you can have a real fire. And that's the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of the Christ presence. So it says here, everyone will answer in the end, but the end can be a long, long way off. It is because of this that the plan of the teachers was established. Their function is to save time. That's our function. We're all teachers of God, and for every single one of us, our function is to save time. To save time. To wake up to the love that we are, to the truth that sets us free, so that we don't have to keep repeating the same mistakes over and over and over again. How do we do that? Forgiveness. How do we forgive? We release the judgment. If you've been having challenges forgiving, you know that on my homepage at jenniferhadley.com, I have that free workshop for you on forgiveness called How to Get Over It. How to Get Over It. Totally free for you on the homepage at jenniferhadley.com. So let's get into our function of saving time. Let's get into our function of forgiving. Let us recognize that no matter where we go or what we're doing, in every single moment, we're broadcasting because we are the teachers of God. And in every single moment, we are teaching the efficacy of our choices. Each one begins as a single light, but with the call at its center, it is a light that cannot be limited. And each one saves a thousand years of time as the world judges it. To the call itself, time has no meaning. So we can decide to answer the call now or at some point in the future. We have free will to choose when we'll answer the call. The great news is, is we can answer that call. And we don't have to know anything that comes next or how to activate any part of that saving time plan. We just say yes. And we allow the Holy Spirit, which is our higher self, to do the heavy lifting and to lead us and to guide us. That was the topic in my spiritual espresso today at jenniferhadley.com. Yes. Mm. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. And by the way, you can still join me on retreat this coming weekend at the Ananda Center. People are gathering from all over. Come join us. Details on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. Right now, you're at Unity Online Radio, and I'll be right back.
Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. We're back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about being a teacher of God. We're talking about walking the talk, really, here. But you know what? This is the thing is, we are, if we're forgiving, if we're practicing A Course in Miracles, if we're living A Course in Miracles, we're a teacher of God already. So, everyone is always teaching the efficacy of all their choices. So, we're already teaching. Let us be a little more intentional around it and let us drop any sense of unworthiness, insecurity. It's really a judgment when we don't think that we're qualified or we think that other people should listen to us, that we're super qualified. There is a course for every teacher of God. The form of the course varies greatly. So do the particular teaching aids involved. Uh, they're going to be teaching aids. <laughs> but the content of the course never changes. Its central theme is always God's Son is guiltless, and in His innocence is His salvation. So that's the forgiveness. That's the non-judgment. It can be taught by actions or thoughts, in words or soundlessly, in any language or in no language, in any place or time or manner. It does not matter who the teacher was before he heard the call. He has become a savior by his answering. He has seen someone else as himself. He has therefore found his own salvation and the salvation of the world. In his rebirth is the world Reborn. Yes. So there's a a plan. There's a plan. There's a curriculum. And we can just get on board with it. We can say yes to it and allow it to unfold. I love that. I love that about these teachings. That there's this beautiful clarity. That we don't have to figure things out, right? Only the ego has to figure things out. As I say it all the time, we don't need to figure out the how. We learn to simply allow. We don't have to figure out the how. We learn to simply allow. The ego does not like that. So when it's time to move into trust and faith, the ego says, no, 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 no. That's why the number one characteristic of the teacher of God is trust. That's from chapter 4. And I love this. It says here in the Manual for Teachers, this is a manual for a special curriculum. What? The word special. There it is. Special curriculum for the teachers. Intended for teachers of a special form of a universal course. Because sometimes, you know... um, I know when I'm writing, I'll say, oh, this is a special offer, special opportunity, special something. And I think, oh, do I really want to use that word special? Is it of the ego? Well, here it is right here. This is a manual for a special curriculum intended for teachers of a special form of the universal course. There are many thousands of other forms, all with the same outcome. They merely save time. Yet it is time alone that winds on wearily, and the world is very tired now. It is old and worn and without hope. There was never a question of outcome for what can change the will of God. But time, with its illusions of change and death, wears out the world and all things in it. Yet time has an ending, and it is this that the teachers of God are appointed to bring about, for time is in their hands. Such was their choice, and it is given them. Wow, time is our choice. 
I have to say, I do feel myself experiencing that saving time all the time. And I, I want to invite you to, oh, you hear that bell? <laughs> that bell is, I'm almost done with the Course of Miracles app. Yay! And I have it set to go off every 30 minutes. And uh, the reminder I gave myself today is, God is the strength in which I trust. Yes. So that's the sound when the um, app, if you set the timer to go off, you can set it for 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever you like. I like to set it every 30 minutes. So uh, isn't that wonderful? And uh, in the training, what we've been doing is when the, the bell goes off, I pick up my water and I say, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> and we all sip a, take a sip of water and remember to hydrate. I'm going to take a sip of my tea right now and say, I love you. Thank you. So in the text, <clears throat> in the text, in chapter 16, section 3, it's called the reward of teaching. So this to me is part of our uh deciding to be God's teachers and really follow that plan and open our hearts and minds to it because there is a greater plan and we can have a bigger yes for it. We can have a bigger yes for the Holy Spirit because the like I said before, the ego is always saying, how is that going to happen? I don't know how that's going to happen. How am I going to get that going? And the ego will shut us down and block us when we ask that how or when we feel unworthy. But this is what I love so much about the teachings of A Course in Miracles. It reminds us over and over and over again, all our choice chosen, all are worthy. And how you learn to feel worthy of your magnificence, of your greatness, of your heart's desire is you recognize in your brothers and sisters all are worthy. All are chosen. The reward of teaching on page 334 in the text, in my version. We've already learned that everyone teaches and teaches all the time. You may have taught well, and yet you may not have learned how to accept the comfort of your teaching. Aha! If you will consider what you have taught how and how alien it is to what you thought you knew, you will be compelled to realize that your teacher came from beyond your thought system. Mm-hmm. So, our teacher is the Holy Spirit, the I Am Presence, the higher Holy Spirit Self. If you will consider what you have taught and how alien it is to what you thought you knew, you will be compelled to realize your teacher came from beyond your thought system. So what we're doing is we're learning to allow our teacher, the I Am, the Holy Spirit, to teach through us and to teach us as we are teaching. So we are learning as we're opening our hearts and being willing to share, to extend love, to extend generosity, to extend patience and kindness. This is how we learn. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> oh, yes. It says here, you may have taught freedom, but you have not learned how to be free. I said earlier, and this is Jesus speaking, by their fruits ye shall know them, and they shall know themselves. For it is certain that you judge yourself according to your teaching. The ego's teaching produces immediate results because its decisions are immediately accepted as your choice. And this acceptance means that you are willing to judge yourself accordingly. Cause and effect are very clear in the ego's thought system because all your learning has been directed toward establishing the relationship between them. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So we are learning to be 
that bridge from the ego to the Holy Spirit. That's, that's what the teacher is doing. The ego's teaching produces immediate results. And what are those immediate results? They're often a feeling in the body, right? Because the ego is the projection. I mean, the body is the projection of the ego. So you can tell what you've been teaching by how you feel in your body. You can tell what you've been teaching by how you feel in your body. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yes. Think about that for a moment. Think about how you feel in your body. And think about, do you treat your body as a holy temple? What's your thought about your body? Cause and effect are very clear in the ego's thought system because all your learning has been directed toward establishing the relationship between them. And would you not have faith in what you have so diligently taught yourself to believe? Yet remember how much care you have exerted in choosing its witnesses and avoiding those which speak for the cause of truth and its effects. So we argue for our limitations. We argue for giving to get. We argue for lack and attack. We argue for our judgments and opinions. This is where... When we're identified with the ego, this is where we put our faith and trust in what we can see with our eyes and the meaning that we make of things. And we argue and we argue and we're convinced by it. So many of us, we have a intellectual understanding of the truth. An intellectual understanding of A Course in Miracles. We haven't yet taken it fully into our heart. And oftentimes I meet people who will say to me privately, you know, Jennifer, I'm realizing that I haven't taken it into my heart at all. It's just an intellectual understanding. And then what happens is through that realization, they make the choice to start taking it into their heart. And they do. And everything begins to shift and change for them in the most wonderful ways. It's miraculous. It's amazing. Because they start to realize that they don't have to do the heavy lifting. However, when we're really, really attached to our opinions and judgments, it can seem excruciating. It can seem really, really difficult. It says here, It is impossible to teach successfully wholly without conviction, and it is equally impossible that conviction be outside of you. Isn't that interesting? So there are many spiritual students that I see teaching spiritual principle, wanting to share it and teach it, but they're not wholly believing it. Because you can see by their choices, they don't live it. 100% of the time. Now, I know in myself, I find myself recognizing, oh, there's a judgment. Oh, wow, I really, hmm, I have some strong attachment to that judgment. I have some strong, strong belief in that judgment. But what my practice is, is to go from that awareness to gratitude. Oh, I'm grateful. Here is an ego hook. Here is an ego attachment. Here's where I can have more freedom. And so I can unhook it. And I very often do this unhooking publicly 
because I'm often sharing publicly so much of the time. So I, when I'm sharing in a teaching setting on the radio show, in classes, in, in the retreats, all these different forums where I'm teaching and sharing, I, if I misspeak and I realize, oh, that statement is of the ego, I correct myself. I don't try to cover it up. I actively, openly, publicly correct myself because I am teaching the efficacy of doing that. And so when I can correct myself, I'm delighted because I know the more I can correct and shift and choose love instead of ego, the more free I am and the more successful I can be as a teacher, the more time invested in suffering I save. Now, when I started out as a spiritual student, when I started out as a practitioner and a minister in training, I was judging my ego attachments. I was judging myself for playing small. I was judging myself for my thoughts of lack and limitation. So I would hide them. Rather than heal them, I would hide them. I would give them like weapons to the ego to beat me with and say, oh, look, I'm failing miserably here. Look, I don't know what I'm doing here. Look, I'm lost over here. Look, I made so many errors and mistakes over here. And giving all these weapons to the ego to attack myself with. So once I really made a commitment to love, I stopped doing that. And instead I started going, oh, look, Here's another way I've been attacking myself. I could stop doing this. And I would share it with other people and say, Oh, look what I discovered today. I discovered that I had this limiting thought about myself or I had this limiting behavior. I had this, all these things that, uh, <laughs> I was constantly sharing. I discovered this. I discovered that because I was discovering the doors to freedom and choosing freedom. So it says here, this is a course in how to know yourself. This is page 335 in the taxes section, the reward of teaching. This is a course in how to know yourself. You have taught what you are, but have not let what you are teach you. So it's about connecting to the I am presence and letting it teach you. You've been very careful to avoid the obvious and not to see the real cause and effect relationship that is perfectly apparent. Yet within you is everything you taught. What can it be that has not learned it? The ego has not learned it. The ego's not going to learn it. But we can release the grip the ego has on us. And one of the ways that we do that is we allow ourselves to be transparent. You know, authenticity isn't saying, I don't like you. I don't like that you did that. That's not authenticity. Your true self, your authentic self is wholly loving and wholly compassionate. That's authenticity. But what we've learned is that very often we're giving praise and giving love and all of that in order to get something, in order to get approval, in order to look good, in order to get it right. That's not authenticity. Let's be authentic. Let's teach authenticity. How about that? Oh, wow. My whole being lights up at the thought of that. So like I said, you can still join us on the retreat. I'm at the Ananda Center up here in Northern California all week long. It's so beautiful. We have a retreat that starts on Thursday. I'm calling it the Masterful Living Retreat. People are still joining the Masterful Living class all the time, and you can too. We've got a year-long curriculum for doing exactly what I'm talking about, liberation. Using these teachings, applying them, living the love. I'm Jennifer Hadley. All the details are at jenniferhadley.com. Right now, you're listening to A Course in Miracles at Unity Online Radio, and I'll be right back. 
Chris Michaels, host of Healing Your Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth, a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Hey, hey, hey. There there are a bunch of resources, speaking of Facebook, some resources at Facebook. And I'll just give you a couple of them. So there are two pages at Facebook. One is called Jennifer Helen Hadley. And on there, there's some free downloads right uh, along the bottom of that big picture there. I forget what they call that. And then on the Course in Miracles Pledge page, there are also some free classes there. And the Course in Miracles app is really, truly almost ready. I just have a few pieces to finish, and then it's going to be launching. So you can pre-register now to get uh, the app as soon as it's available. It's totally free. It's for iPhones, iPads, and computers. So I just got an iPad. I got a used iPad. I'm going to be testing it on the iPad. And you can sign up for that at ACIMAPP.com. 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 And, of course, it's free. So please enjoy and tell your friends and share it Facebook. All right. So the rewards of teaching are really that we learn. <laughs> I love that. It says here, what you accept into your mind does not change. I'm sorry. Where did I want to start? This is the course, a course in how to know yourself. You have taught what you are, but you have not let what you are, your holiness, Teach you. You have been very careful to avoid the obvious and not to see the real cause and effect relationship that is really perfectly apparent. Yet within you is everything you taught. It's pre-installed. The kingdom is pre-installed. Seek first the kingdom which is within and all else will be added unto you. What is all else? All else is that awakened awareness that is your mastery. To become like an ascended master and, and walk upon the earth knowing the truth, awake and enlightened. So the ego has not learned everything that you taught. It must be this part, the ego, that is really outside yourself, not by your own projection, but in truth. And it is this part, the ego, that you have taken in that is not you. What you accept into your mind does not really change it. Illusions are but beliefs in what is not there. So this world that we are experiencing is an illusion. And it is made of our beliefs. And the seeming conflict between truth and illusion can only be resolved by separating yourself from the illusion and not from the truth. 
Mm-hmm. Your teaching has already done this, for the Holy Spirit is part of you. The Holy Spirit is not outside of you. This is why I say the higher Holy Spirit self, because the Holy Spirit is part of you. Created by God, he left neither God nor his creation. He is both God and you, as you are God and him together. For God's answer to the separation added more to you than you tried to take away. He protected both your creations and you together, keeping one with you and what you would exclude. And they will take the place of what you took in to replace them. They are quite real. You're the Holy Spirit and God. As part of the self, you do not know. They communicate to you through the Holy Spirit and their power and gratitude to you for their creation. They offer gladly to your teaching of yourself, who is their home. You who are host to God are also host to them. For nothing real has ever left the mind of its creator. And what is not real was never there. You are not two selves in conflict. You're not. It feels that way, doesn't it? But that's not who we are. To your most holy self, all praise is due for what you are and for what he is who created you as you are. Sooner or later, must everyone bridge the gap he imagines exists between his selves. Each one builds this bridge. In the <clears throat> mystical Tibetan teachings, they call this the rainbow bridge, which carries him across the gap as soon as he is willing to expend some little effort on behalf of bridging it. His little efforts are powerfully supplemented by the strength of heaven and by the united will of all who make heaven what it is, being joined within it. And so the one who would cross over is literally transported there. We'll be transported there. We don't have to figure out how. We simply allow. Your bridge is built stronger than you think. And your foot is planted firmly on it. Have no fear that the attraction of those who stand on the other side and wait for you will not draw you safely across. For you will come where you would be and where yourself awaits you. So there is this rainbow bridge from your identification to the ego and your knowing of your true self and full identification, full waking up, becoming that fifth dimensional being, that ascended master self. Have no fear that the attraction of those who stand on the other side and wait for you will not draw you safely across. Each one builds this bridge, which carries him across the gap as soon as he is willing to expend some little effort on behalf of bridging it. His little efforts are powerfully supplemented by the strength of heaven and by the united will of all who make heaven what it is, being joined with it. And so, the one who would cross over is literally transported there. Is that not crystal clear that all the heavy lifting, all the hard work, you can give it away. Just have to be willing to release your attachment to choosing separation, to choosing lack and attack. I truly believe that as teachers of God, if we can focus entirely on giving up our judgments and opinions, then everything will come clear to us. This has been my focus 
in living A Course in Miracles, to be wholly and completely without judgment. Again, I always say, every day I find new judgments and opinions, or old judgments and opinions, that I would cherish. But I don't let myself. And when I start to let myself, I notice I don't feel comfortable anymore. And so I let it go. I release it. I resolve it. I dissolve it. I'm so grateful for this teaching and its clarity. Have no fear that the attraction of those who stand on the other side and wait for you will not draw you safely across. The strength of heaven and the united will of all will do the heavy lifting. We say yes to our true identity. We give up playing small. We give up thinking that we don't have what it takes. Everyone has what it takes. We give up thinking anyone doesn't have what it takes. And then we can become aware that yes, indeed, like Dorothy in A Wizard of Oz, we've had the power all along. It's the power to simply be loving, to be kind, to be generous. To be that teacher of God, day in and day out, and to discover the joy that is encoded into that plan for us to save time and be the teachers of God. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude and place our hand on our heart and declare that we are wholeheartedly available to be the love of God, that we already are. We're revealing that in our life, in our activities, in our very breath. And we're grateful and thankful to share the benefits of our life of love with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully allow it to be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. Remember, you can still join me in the year-long Masterful Living class. You can also still join me in the Masterful Living retreat this weekend. All the details are on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. I love you. I thank God for you. I'll be with you again next week. Enjoy the rest of your week. Mwah!